Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode of Dash Talk brought to you by Relations. I'm your host for today, Gabrielle, and I am joined here right now by Jeff Gartland, CEO at Relations. And as we start to approach the end of the year, we're going to be discussing the ever important subject of what trends to look out for in the healthcare space that are affecting providers and just how provider groups should be responding to these. It's going to be a great conversation. So, Jeff, thanks for coming on today's podcast and welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you, Gabrielle. Absolutely. Well, you know, thanks for taking some time away from your busy schedule to come on the podcast. I know uh, this past year at Relation, you've had a lot going on. So how's the year been for you? And as you're coming out of it, you know, what have been some of the major highlights for you? Yeah, it's been a tremendous year. Um, as you mentioned, a lot of activity. Obviously, we've uh, brought two uh, organizations together. We've really kind of coalesced around our platform and portfolio that we're bringing forward. And got back to the basics in terms of delivering value for our clients and making sure that we're not just talking about volume, but we're talking about the value that we deliver. And I think it's been really, really impactful and important for us to to uh, to organize around it this year. So we're really excited about it and looking forward to, uh, to 2023 as well. For sure. Love to hear it. Uh, well, you know, throughout the year, you've had a lot going on. I'm sure you've seen your fair share of challenges arise. And, you know, that's actually what we're going to be discussing some of those today on the podcast. So to tee you off here, as we begin looking uh, into 2023, what are some of the major challenges that you've seen affect the healthcare uh, industry and providers? And how should provider groups be thinking about solving these challenges as we start to begin the year? Sure. Nothing like a good listicle for the, for the end yeah. of the year, right? So <laughs> um, if I were to put my kind of top five together, uh, I'd say number one, continue to see staffing and labor challenges impacting our, our clients and providers at large. So I think that would be number one. Number two, uh, the natural financial squeeze that goes along with rising cost pressures and, and kind of the, the flat reimbursement um, for most healthcare providers. Um, I'd say the third is really uh, built off, off of that is a desire to really start looking at uh, vendor consolidation uh, and how does that play out uh, over time. And then a little bit more you know, specific or closer to home for, for us at Relation is the ability to really deliver a consumer experience, um, but but do so in a way that doesn't necessarily jeopardize uh, all of the complexity that sits in the back end. I think the consumer experience is is really here. Um, and then the, the last one, um, building off of that consumer experience, is recognizing that uh, when it comes to conversations and communication and being digital, uh, that's a two way street. And so uh, I would probably put those as my as my top five. Well, thank you for taking us through that listicle, as you <laughs> called it. Um, if you could uh, just go through each of the points again and kind of give your best advice for providers and how to react to these challenges that, that you would say. Great. Yeah, let's let's start with the first one. So staffing, labor challenges, um, it's a real impact on the day-to-day -day operations. I hear it from, from clients, and it can be everything from clinical staff to administrative uh, those that are handling the, the financial back-end processes. Um, I'd say, number one, really spend time understanding where you can streamline processes and what tools support those streamlined processes so that you can manage those complex workflows. So that's, uh, you know, kind of first. Two, um, I think understanding where there are opportunities to onboard and train new staff, particularly when you're in a high turnover situation, is really critical. We see that with our clients that are leveraging Dash Central, which is our centralized contact center uh, scheduling capabilities. The ability to quickly onboard 
a new contact center agent uh, where you don't have to, you know, necessarily train them on every nuance and detail of the rule. And you really allow for the tool and the, the software to take advantage of bringing staff up to speed quickly, I think is really important. And, and last, but certainly not least is, is really maximizing the use of your resources to the highest ability. I think the, the industry has been very focused in on that from a clinical perspective in terms of really having people operate at the top of their license. Uh, but you can really play that through also on the administrative side in terms of how do you really leverage resources to their, to their highest ability. So I think uh, that would be the area of focus for me when it comes to uh, staffing and, and labor challenges. Um, on the second one, Gabrielle, you know, really when it comes down to the financial squeeze, you, you got rising costs, you got reimbursement challenges. Um, I think there are three things to me that, that jump out as really, really important. One, how do you drive growth and pay, new patient acquisition? That has everything to do with how do you show up from a marketing perspective to how do you drive that funnel into conversion? We've found great opportunities uh, to drive that with both um, outbound campaigns and complex campaigns that recall patients back in or attract new patients in, but also opening up the ability to self-schedule um, on the calendar is, is a really, really critical workflow uh, for patients to engage with a practice. So I think that really will help drive uh, volume into, into practices. But you can't just drive volume for volume's sake. You got to get the right types of patients for a given provider in a given practice. And that's really where uh, things like a rules engine come into play and allowing for that, that scheduling to happen, but for you to attract the right types of patients to the right providers, the right locations uh, for a given scenario. Uh, and then last, but, but certainly not least, is wherever you can streamline those backend processes. Uh, as I mentioned before, you know, opportunities to streamline contact center, opportunities to streamline uh, uh, intake, opportunities to streamline registration, streamlining uh, scheduling, all of those areas really will help in terms of the financial squeeze uh, that providers are experiencing. I know you mentioned uh, consolidating vendors over time. What has been the overall response? Yeah, we've seen a lot of opportunity there, you know, when it comes to really starting to think more of a consolidated platform versus a best of breed. Uh, I think we got to like, let's get real with ourselves. The, the digital front door space has been fragmented um, and there's a lot of vendors out there that are playing very small niches within that space. And there's huge opportunities and a draw to really look at a much more consolidated partner uh, in that process versus a bunch of one-offs. Um, and that's really the kind of that, that orientation shift is it's not just around the technology being more consolidated and connected together. It's really around creating a partnership relationship versus a vendor relationship. Uh, one of the things that we're focused in on heavily within our team is how do we start to have that conversation truly around the value added rather than just volume performed? Um, you know, if, if you rewind the clock two, three, four years ago, kind of pre-pandemic and heading into, into the pandemic, we had a lot of our discussions and a lot of our, our conversations were really around volume. You know, how many messages were sent? How many appointments were booked? Uh, and we, we got to change that discussion away from volume and really start talking about the value delivered. Are we delivering top line revenue growth? Are we creating stickiness with patient populations? Are we impacting leakage uh, to the benefit of a practice? So those value equations, those value conversations are much more impactful when you start to think about a consolidated partnership rather than, uh, you know, a set of, of vendors that you have. 
Uh, well, that next point, you know, what are your thoughts on inbound communication being a critical resource to providers? That two-way street you were referring to. Yeah, so those are my those are my last two, and I and I think these um, these are slightly unique, but I think they're both uh, really, really, really critical when it comes to a consumer experience. So, one is creating that consumer experience, particularly, I, I think, particularly in the scheduling process, but creating that consumer experience where you don't jeopardize your backend processes and workflows. Um, you know, in healthcare, I think for the last 20 years, I think I've been hearing the consumer experience is on the rise. Consumerism is on the rise. That's kind of been the, the tagline within healthcare for, for quite a while. I think the reality is the pandemic uh, catalyzed it to where the consumer is here. It's not that it's on the rise. They're here. Um, they're, you know, us all as patients, us all as individuals, as consumers are asking for that type of experience. And that's what we expect. And we're starting to see that, um, that not just in talk, but in walk. Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, you are seeing that individuals are rating providers, not just on their ability to provide good clinical outcomes, but they're rating them on how that experience was holistically, including all of the consumer activities pre and post uh, appointment. And I think that's, that is a real um, you know, kind of blunt reality that providers are going to have to really get our arms around in terms of delivering that great consumer experience uh, that people expect nowadays. Uh, but we can't take that consumer experience and then assume that it's a you know, it's a one size fits all or it's a one way transaction where everything has to be, um, you know, 100 uh, percent digital and 100 percent capable for a consumer all times, anywhere, 24 by seven. I think there is a practical reality, particularly in healthcare, where there are back end workflows. There are things like eligibility. There are things like, um, you know, uh, different payer plans and reimbursement and um, ensuring that you have the right provider and specialist and subspecialist based on what a particular appointment type is. Uh, there are those blunt realities in healthcare where it's it is slightly different than perhaps other verticals uh, in the in the broader uh, consumer world, and being able to really leverage tools that create that fantastic consumer experience, but still allow for a great provider and a great staff experience on the back end too is really really critical, and that's what we're we're kind of aiming for with our with our Dash platform holistically. But you hit on a really important point, Gabrielle, which is inbound communication just as important as outbound. And this is something we saw. We, we did an MGMA survey recently and published those, published those results. And what we saw was we have done a fantastic job of pushing communication out, whether it's appointment reminders or ask, you know, pushing something to ask somebody to fill out a survey or to you know, fill out a registration ahead of, uh, ahead of an appointment. Um, to confirm an appointment, uh, we push a lot of messaging outbound, but communication ultimately is a two-way street. Um, there's nothing as strong, in my opinion, there's nothing as strong and as impactful in the healthcare world as that singular relationship between a provider and a patient, that trusted relationship and that trusted communication between a provider and a patient. Uh, but it does need to be a two-way street. And we do not, as an industry, have enough adoption of inbound communication workflows that are digital. And so what we have seen, and we see this in the data of that MGMA survey, is lots of adoption of digital tools to talk to 
consumers to talk to patients, but not a great adoption of tools that allow for consumers to talk back to practices and digital means. And so ultimately, people end up still picking up the phone and calling, um, picking up the phone to ask a question. And I think there's a huge opportunity as we enter into 2023 to really turn that into a two-way street. Now, I know you mentioned this last point is an important one for relation, but overall, how can providers focus on optimizing this consumer experience we're talking about, uh, but specifically in scheduling without jeopardizing back-end nuances? What's your advice there? Yeah, my, my biggest advice is really ensure that you're leveraging um, a singular um, set of rules engines, if you will, for both your contact center and your self-scheduling uh, capabilities that you want to deliver. We've seen a lot of, of folks where they've opened up and offered up self-scheduling, but at the end of the day, they're still falling back to perhaps some of the old offline or analog mechanisms to schedule. Um, so it might be an appointment request, but they're still falling into an analog process to actually confirm that appointment and get it on, get it online. And I think a lot of that friction in this process is because there, there hasn't been adoption of tools such as Dash that allow for that rules engine to really propagate across all of the workflows. And so uh, taking advantage of a, of a system that allows for uh, those rules to be embedded, uh, for that to be expressed through a you know online digital self-scheduling tool, allow for that to be expressed through an interaction in a contact center, uh, whether that's via phone or text or chat communication. Um, I think opening that that kind of process up where you've got that that comfort that there's a rules engine on the back end that's ensuring you've got the right patient going to the right doctor at the right location in the right time. And it's not just the next available appointment, but really the best available appointment is is crucial. And I think that's ultimately how you find that balance between a consumer experience and a provider and a staff experience is leveraging tools such as that. Well, there you have it. The major trends and challenges that are impacting providers in the industry. So thanks so much for sharing those with us today, Jeff. We've learned a lot. All right. Great. Thanks, Gabrielle. Of course. And that wraps up the conversation for today. So thank you, Jeff, for coming on the podcast to share what trends healthcare providers should be paying attention to as we embark into the new year. And as always, if you want to learn more, please visit relation.com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcast at. Thanks for watching.